Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. service uh, because we believe God for healing uh, we believe God for miracles uh, healing can occur in anything physical healing inner healing situations that are sick situations that are not going well can be touched by the power of God and that is the goal of this service and I trust that you will not live here the same way you came in Jesus name Today I'm going to speak briefly on what I call faith to be healed. Faith to be healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First of all, we know from the scripture that there, is a, there are measures of faith. All right? We know there are measures of faith. You know, Jesus spoke to some people, you have little faith, you have weak faith, you have strong faith. Uh, so Jesus recognizes in his ministry, that people can be at different levels of faith. The good thing is Jesus can even walk with little faith. He says if you have faith as small as what? Mustard seed, right? You can do great things. So, yes, you, it's better to have great faith. It's better to have huge faith. But a little faith is enough for God to do great things. Amen. For those of you who think, you know what, uh, my faith is small, yeah, but if you can say, God, look, increase my faith. All right? There was a man that, uh, that brought his son to Jesus Christ, and he said, help my unbelief, right? Jesus he just asked him, do you believe? He said, I do, but I think my belief is very weak. But God, help my unbelief. So sometimes we need to say that, Lord, I think my faith is feeble. Strengthen my faith. Help my unbelief. So there is measure. Uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 3 tells us, you know, for I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dared to each one a measure of faith. We all have a measure of faith. And the good thing is that measure can be increased. Hallelujah. That's really not what I want to talk about. Uh, uh, but I just needed to start that way. Another thing we know about faith is faith can be compartmentalized. All right? Faith can be compartmentalized. What it means is it is possible to have faith for something and not have faith for other things. All right? It is possible, for example, to have faith for salvation. All right? and not have faith for healing. And there are so many people like that. Uh, there are so many, even churches like that. Uh, so there are a group of people, and there's a lot of them who are called cessationists. They don't believe God still does miracle today. They don't believe in the gift of the Spirit for today. They don't believe in, um, in, in God's miraculous healing for today. You know, their belief is God still saves, right? They believe in the message of the gospel. 
They believe in the salvation. They believe in being born again. So they are born again, but they don't believe that God can do, you know, the Spirit of God still moves the way he moved in the Bible today. So they have faith for salvation, and they do get a lot of people saved. It doesn't mean they are not Christians. They are believers. They are born-again believers. They are serving God, many of them faithfully. But somehow their faith is in the saving grace of God through Jesus Christ. You know, so there is faith to be saved. It takes faith to be saved. The Bible says it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Hallelujah. There are people who have, can who go a little further, who have faith to receive the Holy Spirit, all right, which is many of us, many of us that we call the charismatic or the Pentecostal. We, you know, we extended our faith beyond just saving faith, right? We now have faith to receive the Holy Spirit baptism. And that's why we receive the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit can only be received by faith because it's a gift. Hallelujah. Anything that is a gift from God is received by faith. All right? And God only gives gifts. Hallelujah. God doesn't give wages. All right? So God gives gifts. And we receive his gift by faith. Praise the name of Jesus. So sometimes people have faith to receive. There are a lot of Christians who have faith for salvation, but they don't have faith to receive the Holy Spirit. All right? There are a lot of people who have faith for salvation, faith for prosperity, but they don't have faith for the Holy Spirit. Or they might have faith for other things. So it's important to know that somehow, it is not necessarily right, but somehow we have the ability to compartmentalize our faith. Hallelujah. This is because faith comes by hearing, all right? I mean, so what you believe is what you have faith for, all right? And what you hear is what you believe. What you believe is what you have faith for. So it's very important. So let's go to Acts chapter 14 and read a few verses, verse 9 and 10. Verse 9 and 10. Acts chapter 14, verse 9 and 10. That's the, you know, it is in the passage that was read for us earlier. So we're going to read verse 9. He, he listened, to, let me start from verse 8. In Lystra, there sat a man who was lame, right? He had been that way from birth and had never walked. So you, here you see a lame man who has been lame from birth. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. So Paul is speaking here, preaching. And he listened to Paul as Paul was speaking. And Paul looked directly at him and saw that he had faith to be healed. Did you see that now? Paul saw that he had faith to be healed and called out, Stand up on your feet. At that time, the man jumped, the man jumped up and began to walk. Now, if you look at the scenario here, it is most sure that there are many other people there who are sick. You know, Paul was known to be someone that operates in the gift of miracles, healing. So it makes sense that anywhere Paul is preaching, there will be a lot of people there 
who were sick. And we obviously read his account that so many miracles were done through him. So Paul is preaching here. He has, God knows, hundreds or thousands of people. And as he was preaching, right, he saw, he looked at this man. He looked directly at him. We don't know what he saw. But he saw that the man had faith to be healed. That faith is specific, right? You know, he saw that he had faith to be healed. And I love the fact that Paul stopped his preaching, right? Isn't that what he did here? The writer didn't put it that way, but essentially that's what he did, all right? So he looked directly at him. He saw that he had faith to be healed. And he said, you know, wait a minute. Let me not just continue to preach what this man wants his healing now. So it is possible that Apostle Paul will finish his preaching, you know, and when he's done, right, and he will now say, do you want to be healed? And he will ask them to stand up, and they will pray for them, and people will be healed. But this time around, this guy fast-forwarded his healing by faith. Did you see that now? You know, he, by faith, he stopped what Paul was doing. And I believe faith is that thing that really allows God to pause and attend to us. You know, our faith is what allows God to recognize us even in the midst of the crowd. You know, we know from the very popular story of the woman with the issue of blood, faith distinguishes our touch from the touch of others. There's always a touch of faith. There's always just a touch. So in this case, this man sees, Apostle Paul sees this man had faith to be healed, and he stopped his preaching. And at that time, I mean, and he, he told him, stand up on your feet. At that, at, at that, the man jumped up and began to walk. And look at what happened. The crowd saw it, and they were like, they went bananas. All right? <laughs> I mean, they shouted. The gods have come to us in human form. Hallelujah. They've never seen anything like that. They lost it completely. They said this is, this is literally gods. Hallelujah. So faith to be healed is essential. And one of the reasons why we have this service is to cultivate faith to be healed in our church. Right? We cultivate faith to be healed. Because unless we talk about uh, the work of Jesus Christ in the area of healing, we would not develop faith to be healed. All right? Throughout much of the church history, there's not been much talk about healing. That's why there's less healing. There's more salvation because there's more talk about salvation, right? You know, there's a lot of every believer believes in salvation. You know, because it takes, you know, and therefore there's faith to be saved. And when people come and, you know, when we make utter call, people come, we pray for them. We have faith that they are saved and therefore they are saved. Hallelujah. And when preachers go and preach in everywhere, evangelists, they have faith. We have faith to make utter call and believe that people will be saved, right? And that is why we make utter call and people are saved. But many, many people don't have faith, you know, to say, you know what, how about let's pray for the sick? How about let's believe that people can get healed in our midst? So a lot of time people have faith for salvation. We don't have faith for healing. 
And uh, well, we thank God that he's increasing our faith for healing. Amen. Hallelujah. I want us to say, Lord, increase my faith. Say, Lord, increase my faith. Can we lift up our hands and say, Lord, we want, a, want greater faith in this house. Lord, we want greater faith. Greater faith for healing. Greater faith for miracles. Greater faith for signs and wonders. Lord, help our unbelief. Heal us from our unbelief. Lord, release a greater level of faith. You know, for miracles, for signs and wonders. Let the dead rise, let the lame walk, let the blind see in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Now, let's look at how faith comes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. All right? Now, faith is a function of belief. All right? Belief. But let's look at uh, faith for salvation, how it works. Let's look at Romans chapter 10, verse 9. There are two things that, have, that have faith hangs on, hinges on, rather. Romans chapter 10 says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Right? So faith is a function of what you believe. Hallelujah. You know. All right. So faith for salvation hinges on believing, like Jesus died for your sin, right? And Jesus rose from the dead for my sin. That is what I believe. When I believe that, right, and I can verbalize that, all right, voice it out. That's why he says, you declare with your mouth, right, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, right, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You see, many people find it very hard to be saved because they find it very hard to do this. There are so many people who are not saved because this is too easy for them. How will, you, how will I be saved? Just by believing and confessing. That doesn't make sense. So they want to go work for their salvation. They say, you know, I don't feel saved. I remember when I was, uh, when I was in college, I was speaking to a gentleman, and we were talking about salvation. And he said, oh, it took me three years to be saved. And I'm like, what? Yeah. He said, it took me three years to get born again. And I said, how? And he said, I had to pray three years before God answered my prayer to be saved. So I later found that it belonged to some sect. There are some sect who teach that, you know, you need to hear God's audible voice. All right? And you have to keep on praying and weeping and wailing. And I later realized that, you know, you go to this church, they have like small cubicle all around the church. And after the church, they will say, you know, if you are not saved yet, just go and pray and go to your cubicle. And people go there and they are crying, they are wailing, they are weeping. And people do that for two years, you know, just waiting for a sign that they are being born again. And it is until you hear that voice. And he told me it took three years for me to hear that voice that you are now a child of God. 
and that is when I got born again. How many of us know that that does not require faith? That's work. You're working for your salvation. (laughs) And so so many people never heard that voice. So they belong to church and they're like, I'm not born again yet. I'm still waiting. I'm not saved yet. I'm still working for my salvation. I'm still really working. I'm working hard. Maybe today. You know, we don't, the Bible doesn't teach that. Right? And there are some of us, you have some other function, I mean, some other forms of that kind of theory in your heart. You believe that you are not saved because you have to work hard. Or maybe you say you got saved and you said, you know, maybe I, I think I'm no longer saved. So many people believe they are no longer saved. Once they do something wrong, once they, they just say, you know what, I think I'm no longer saved. You know, I need to, you know, go back to God to save me again. No, 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 no. no. Salvation is a gift. Hallelujah. It is a gift from God. And that gift hinges on believing. So the right believing leads to the right faith. Hallelujah. And that's why we are saved. That's why we are, you know, born again because we believe Jesus died for your sin. In fact, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and read it. Because it's important to know this so that we can apply it correctly. It's very, very important. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. We give you honor. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Sorry about that. My computer is uh, is a little... All right. Okay. All right. I'm going to skip because this is not, uh, it's not working well, but no, no problem. I've already made the point. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. All right? Time is of essence anyway. Let's keep, let's keep on. Now, let's now go to healing. Just the same way as salvation is a gift, so is healing. Healing is a gift from God. It is not a reward for anything we do. It is a gift But that gift also hinges on believing. Did you get that? It is also hinges on what we believe. Uh, And the reason why many people don't experience healing many many times we don't is because we don't have the accurate belief. All right? When our belief is correct and we are able to put action behind our belief, that is when it becomes faith. Right? For salvation, when our belief that Jesus died for our sin and Jesus rose from the dead, when he's matched with confession, right? When we confess it, that's an action. Confession is an action. What happened to us? You know, we are saved. We are saved. When I say we are saved, is salvation is really a miracle. It's a spiritual thing that happens in our heart. There is a dead spirit that comes to life, all right? We were dead. Our spirit is dead, separated from God. Then that spirit receives life, and we become a new person. A new person doesn't mean we are even behaving anyhow. It means there is a regeneration that happens inside of us. If God opens your eyes to know what happened when you are born again, you will know that being born again is a miracle. 
Hallelujah. Caesarea is a powerful miracle, the biggest miracle that can ever happen. Amen. So, now, the same thing with healing. And we're going to pray now. And today, first, we're going to just pray. And I believe there is such an anointing in this place. All right? There's such a favor in this place. There's such a grace in this place. You know, there is a river of healing flowing. Amen. And uh, we're going to pray and just believe. We just see God move mightily in our midst. Amen. First of all, you must have accurate belief. You must believe. I'm going to tell you three things. Three belief systems that really helps healing. Number one, it is the belief that sickness is from the devil. All right? Because there are so many people who still think, oh, sickness is from God. Uh, maybe this sickness is a punishment from God. God is not that kind of a father. He's not an evil father. He's not, he's not a father that will give you a snake instead of a fish. All right? He's not a father that gives you a stone instead of bread. All right? Sickness is of the devil. Let's say it. Sickness is of the devil. That means the source of it is the devil. Oh, yeah. Oh, I knew this sickness is from God because when my father was sick, he brought the whole family together. You know, the whole family just came. We started loving each other. You know, we were all hating each other before. We were all fighting. But when so-so was sick, we all came together. This must be from God. That's not true. You know, God can use anything. All right? That doesn't mean God is the one that causes anything. Did you get did you, everything? Did you get that? God can use anything. God fight, you know, because even when the devil at war, God, what the devil meant for evil, God can turn it for good. But it's the devil that meant it. It's the devil that started it. So the Bible is clear about sources of sickness, disease, all right? Uh, you know, and it's clear. The Bible says in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, right? With the Holy Spirit. And he went about doing good and healing all those who are under the power of the devil because God was with him. So God was with Jesus Christ, and Jesus went and healed everyone who were under the power of the devil. So sickness is not from God. You must believe that. If the devil can convince you, you see, they can like, oh, this may be from God, this may be from here, this is maybe, you know, maybe God just allowed this. I mean, don't. You must be angry at sickness, and we must see sickness for what it is, and we must confront it so that we can receive healing. Praise the name of Jesus. So we must believe that. Let's, let's, let's kick that, you know, that wrong belief out of here. All right, let's kick it out of our life. So, because if you can believe somehow it might be from God, then you don't have the faith, you know, to, 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 to be able to confront it. Then you don't have the passion. Then you don't have sometimes the, the holy anger that it requires, right? To command it to leave so that it can leave. Praise the name of Jesus. Number two belief you must have is that Jesus came to destroy the work of the devil. Hallelujah. Jesus came to destroy the work of the devil. That's why Jesus came. The Bible says the reason the son of... Let's read 1 John 3, 8. It's a, it's a you know, C part. Can we read it together? One, two. The reason the son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. 
And that devil's word includes sickness, sin, addiction. You know, all those things are included. The Son of God came to destroy. So we must believe that Jesus came to destroy. The Bible says, Isaiah 53, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Jesus came to bring healing. Hallelujah. Jesus came to destroy the work of the devil. He took our infirmities and bore all our sicknesses. Jesus came to destroy the work of the devil. That's something we must believe if we're going to experience healing. Amen. The third belief system that we must have is that healing is for today. See, there are people who believe the first two statements, but they don't believe the third statement. They say, you know what, God, you know, healing is for today. It may be, it's not for today. They don't even believe. They say, oh, yeah, Jesus did that when he was alive, but he no longer does that now. You know, I, oh, yeah, those things ceased when the gospel, when the Bible was completed. Oh, you know, he doesn't do that anymore. No, 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 no. He does that today. How many of us believe that? That Jesus heals today. He heals today and is healing here now. And you know what? As soon as we pray, many people here are going to get healed now. Yeah. Hallelujah. Many people here are going to experience healing. Things they could not do before, they will begin to do it. Many people are going to get touched. Things they could not do before, they will continue to do it. That is, God does it today. Jesus is today, the same today. Today, yesterday, today, and forever. He didn't change his mind. He hasn't changed. He doesn't improve. You know, God is not improvable. He's been the same God. Right? He cannot, you know, he cannot grow old. He cannot grow wiser. His wisdom is everything. So what he did 2,000 years ago, three years ago, he can still do it today. And he's going to do it right now. Hallelujah. 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 